Before we start the show, let's hear from one of our sponsors. Their support keeps this show free for you. Have you tried Factor's delicious ready-to-eat meals? Yes, you heard me. No cooking, no prepping, and no cleanup, making eating better every day easy. These no-prep, no-mess meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with ready-to-eat, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. There are 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and so much more. Plus, there are over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you waiting for? Ditch the meal prep today. Get started and have a week of meals ready to go. Head to factormeals.com slash piece50 and use code piece50 to get 50% off. That's code piece50 at factormeals.com slash piece50 to get 50% off. I came to parenting with everything I learned in childhood, yelling, punishing, controlling, and shaming. After trying almost every method, I found connective parenting and was totally shocked when empathy, listening, doing away with rewards and consequences, and being a safe place actually worked. It moved the behaviors of my children and it felt good, especially with my very strong-willed and highly sensitive oldest daughter. This podcast was born out of the idea of sharing the message and helping parents find more peace in a modern world. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. So glad you're here. Welcome back to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. I'm Michelle. And I want to talk about this idea, the good mom or the good dad syndrome. And I think, quite frankly, it's more prevalent for us moms unfortunately, that we are or that we believe we need to be thought of as the good mom, meaning that we have to please society, that we have to be portrayed and thought of in the greater world, thought of as good parents and good moms, and that if we aren't, we are somehow looked down upon. If you don't have obedient children and a well-run home and kids who eat a bunch of, you know, variety of food and have activities and are successful in school and are kind to their friends and that all of this is dependent on you as a mom. And I think that's a huge amount of pressure to put on ourselves, a huge amount of pressure that society puts on us. And that why do we believe that those things make us a good mom? It's purely external behaviors and benchmarks that we are using to determine if we are a good parent. Because if we have quote unquote good kids who check off all these boxes, then we can be considered doing a good job. And I think that it really makes it challenging to endure moments when we're not. Moments when we have the kid who comes home with the F. Moments when we have the child who has the tantrum in the grocery store. Moments when we yell. It doesn't allow for mistakes. And I think this is all wrapped up in the same idea of punishments, right? We look so down upon the mistakes that people make, either parents or adults or children. And in this case, we really look down upon those mistakes that moms make. That if they have a child who steps out of line, somehow it's bad. 
and that their child is doing something wrong and that therefore they must be doing something wrong. And I don't think we believe this just out of nowhere. I really don't. I believe that this comes from the idea of control and that we need to control our children. And if we don't control our children, then we are not successful. And that this has been passed down from, and I believe the patriarchy, it's been passed down for generations that the society needs to have things controlled. And so women need to control their children. Men need to control their women. And that this is an old ideology that hasn't been in existence for decades, maybe centuries, and that it has still ekes out in 2023 because we judge ourselves so deeply. Us parents and moms, especially, we really judge ourselves. We go on Instagram and we read something like, if you yell at your child, it's detrimental. And then all of a sudden we're like, why would you write that? How, that is so mean. I, I yell at my kid and, and because we take it so personally, because we feel judged, because society is constantly judging us. And we are so sensitive to it because we feel as if we're not living up to what the society believes we should be. And so we feel offended because we're not given any breaks. We're not given any places to have our dysregulation, to have a child who's off the rails, to have our own tantrum or allow our children to have their tantrum or not everything has to be so measured and controlled and put into a box. And if it doesn't fit inside of that box and cannot be controlled, we're looked down upon. Now, this isn't everybody. I'm making a generalization around the old ideology that still exists in our societies. All societies. I work with people all over the world and everyone says the same thing. In our culture, you know, kids can't have feelings. In our culture, kids aren't allowed to display upsets. It's universal. I've worked with people in South Africa. I've worked with people in Egypt. I've worked with people in Australia. I've worked with people in the UK. I've worked with people in South America. I've worked with people everywhere. And it's universal. Even here in the US, we're fighting tooth and nail to allow ourselves mistakes and to allow our children to have mistakes because it is not acceptable in many places in our societies. In, and many people believe that it is not acceptable. And somehow the responsibility falls on the parents, most especially, I believe, the moms. And it's hard. And then we end up judging ourselves. And why do we care what society believes of us? That is the bigger piece. Why should we give a crap if someone rolls their eyes at us at the grocery store or smirks at us in church or looks sideways at us in the street because our kid's rolling around on the ground and wants the ice cream cone. It's because upsets and feelings and mistakes and dysregulation is still deemed unacceptable, but it isn't. It is completely 100% acceptable to have your feelings as both a parent and as a child. Time for a short break to acknowledge our sponsors. Because of them, you're able to enjoy this podcast without paying a dime. When you bring your child home for the first time, you want a baby monitor you can trust. 
When you choose Stork, you choose technology trusted to monitor 10 million babies in hospitals every year. Stork continuously tracks your baby's pulse rate, oxygen saturation, and temperature. Visit MassimoStork.com to learn more. Stork, a revolutionary baby monitor, is born. Stork is not a medical device. Read and understand all product labeling. Massimo data on file. Armoire makes getting dressed easy with a clothing rental membership from Armoire. Build the perfect wardrobe and brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take the five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then, when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new-to-you styles. I ordered the cutest red coat and wore it to a birthday party last week. I got so many compliments. It was stylish and cozy and comfy. Just what I like. Whether you're planning your outfit for a date night, packing for a conference, or in need of a gown for a black tie event, you will be the best dressed person in the room without ever having to brave a fitting room with fluorescent lights. Yeah. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style forward slash peace. That is armoire.style. A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash peace to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. Okay, back to the episode. Now, do we want to always have our feelings with our kids as adults? Probably not. Is, are there places to do that? Most certainly with our other adults, with people who are parents and who are, you know, who are in these same boats as we are, who are experiencing these, you know, challenges. That's where good communities, good, I say, like communities that you can relate to, like the peace and parenting community or the hand in hand community, you know, communities where you feel safe to say my kid bit me and I don't know what to do. In our communities, we don't blink an eye at that. In the peace and parenting community, that's, that's okay. Your kid is not bad. You're not a bad mom. You're not a bad dad. If your kid says F you to you, we also don't judge that. If you say F you to your kid because you were losing your mind, we also don't judge that. Now, do we say we want these people to behave these ways? Absolutely not. But we work with where we're at and we grow from our mistakes. And we can only grow from our mistakes and work with where we are at if we don't experience the judgment. And I see it all the time in social media. I see so many people get offended by things that are posted by me and by other parenting educators. They they take it so personally because I think they feel the judgment of society. If they come at just the wrong moment to something, it can feel as if it's offensive. And I get that. But we owe it to ourselves to say, screw you, society. I don't, I don't care what you think. I'm not abiding by those rules. I will not succumb to your judgment because I don't need to be the good mom in your eyes. And I won't be guess what? I'm going to be the good enough mom in everybody's eyes for my kids, for society, and for anybody else who gives a crap. Because we cannot get through this parenting journey without making mistakes. 
our children cannot get through childhood without making mistakes. And this is all back to this idea of punishment. If you punish yourself and you punish your children with consequences or punishments or any sort of harshness, what good is it? Just think about it. Is part of the reason you care what society thinks because your parents judged you as a little kid? They punished you as a little kid? Your school punished you? Are you now punishing yourself every time you think you make a mistake? So when you go on Instagram and you read something, you're like, crap, I don't do that or I do that. And now are you judging yourself just as your parents judged you instead of giving yourself grace and saying, yeah, I did that. All right. Well, here's a spot where I might want to just make an adjustment here. Here's a spot where I can learn. But if you're so defensive because you're worried about what society thinks, you're worried about being the good mom, does it disallow you to make change? Does it disallow you to forgive yourself? If we can't forgive ourselves when we make these mistakes, it puts us in a pretty bad spot because now we're in remorse and upset and guilt and shame. And when we go to those places, it makes it really hard to learn. Now, of course, if you yell at your kid, you're going to have some remorse and shame, and that's perfectly okay. But if we stay in that place too long, do we perpetuate the cycle of our mistakes because we're unable to learn from them? We're unable to pick ourselves up and say, okay, that was a mistake. I'm not going to beat myself up about it. Or do we take the stance that our parents did and we beat ourselves up about it and we feed into what society believes? And we continue to to play off that judgment. So what do we do then? What do we do? I think what we do is we really have to soul search and we really have to say to ourselves, if our child's behavior is a certain way, it has nothing to do with my parenting. Sure, I can make adjustments to respond in certain ways. But if my kid is getting a D, If my kid is refusing to eat, if my child is doing these things, it has nothing to do with me. That's their experience. Now, what I can do is change the way in which I respond to them. I can change my behavior, not theirs. And their behavior is not indicative of who they are. They're immature beings with immature brains and very little experience in life. Of course, they're going to act bananas. They're supposed to. They're children. And of course, in moments where we can't regulate, we act bananas too. But this is is not to say that any of us are bad. And I think that's the piece is that we probably thought, I know for myself, when I made a mistake as a kid, we, it it was pretty bad. Nobody could accept a mistake from me. Well, I was spicy, real spicy. And so, you know, like my Esme. Apple doesn't fall far, right? So I was real spicy. And so when I made a mistake, it was big and it was tumultuous and it was, you know, spicy. And nobody could accept that, not at all. And so they would just really shut me down and really tell me how horrible it was and how bad I was. And so I too, when I first became a parent, I think that's why I stuck so deeply into control because I was like, no, 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 no. I will not go to the shame I felt as a child. No way. I'm going to be the perfect parent. I'm going to control my kids completely because I cannot go to the shame of doing this one very important thing wrong because I needed to do it right. I wanted to do it right. 
because I also wanted to right the wrong that I felt in my own childhood. I mean, I had a lot of stuff wrapped up in it. I don't know if other people can can relate, but I had a lot of stuff wrapped up in that. And so I needed the control, the control of my children because I was feeding into that good mom paradigm, that good mom ideology. Like I was really feeding into it. I had to be thought of that way. If I wasn't, I would go to shame. And I couldn't go to that same shame that I felt as a child. And I think this is it. This is the generational traumas, right? We're bringing in this idea. We're beating ourselves up just like our parents did. We're shaming ourselves and it's not doing us any good. So knowing it, can you identify it when it's happening? And can you start to unravel it? You can if you want to, but you have to really kind of do the work you have to notice it and change direction and find a way to praise yourself, find a way to nurture yourself in those moments and say, it's a mistake. It's okay. Everybody, this is my new one too. I've been saying lately, everyone's going to live, right? We're going to live through this parenthood. We're going to live through this childhood with our children. Nobody's getting out unscathed. I say this to my clients and I say it to my friends. Yeah. All of us are going to get some bumps and bruises and scars. And let's hope, you know, they don't have to go to therapy for 10 years or 15 years like I did. Maybe they only have to go to therapy a little bit. (laughs) But I think there's no way to fully extinguish all of the generational traumas, especially the ones, you know, I've had really deep and hard ones. And I know many people out there have. And so those just don't, you know, go away because you've decided I'm going to be gentle. I'm going to be, you know, connective. You still pass some of that stuff on and let's hope it just starts to dissipate as the generations move here. My kids will have less and their kids will have less and, and we can make a bigger difference in the world that way. All right. I hope this was helpful to discuss this idea of the good mom, good dad. And for you dads out there, I'm sorry, it was a little mom centric, but I think you can also relate in the same way. And maybe this will help you, you know, relate to your partner or your co-parent or your, you know, whoever you've had a kid with. If you have a female partner, like maybe it will help you relate to your brothers or or your sisters or your mom, or it can help you relate to lots of other, you know, females in this world. All right. Thank you for joining me on the Peace and Parenting Podcast. And I hope to see you next time.